Well, curiosity killed the cat, but it might help to save the church. Curiosity, curiosity. When you hear that phrase, curiosity killed the cat, it's, uh, it's the same in Spanish? Okay, so um, it kind of brings about this feeling of, you know, when people get curious, they get themselves into trouble. They do things that they shouldn't, oughta, hadn't, oughta do. Um, especially when we talk to kids, you know, you talk about um, people who are in addictions oftentimes begin, I was just curious. I just kind of had that curious. So that, I think that idiom, that phrase is a good one. Curiosity killed the cat. But I also think curiosity can help to save the church. Curiosity can be a good thing. Um, we're in a sermon series right now talking about um, transformation, uh, transforming congregations in changing times. And we recognize that at the times they are a changing. We've uh, kind of talked about that last week. And the times are always changing. <laughs> We're constantly in uh, change, all about us. And the differences of our lives, and when we look back over the last, however long you might have lived, 12 years, 20 years, 30 years, 80 years, Things have changed in our lifetime. Um, and that's okay, that's just part of life. And we talked about last week, three ways congregations are transforming. They're transforming individuals, they're transforming themselves as a congregation, as a body of believers, and they're transforming the community around them, hopefully making a difference in the community around them. So we're going to, for the next few weeks, focus on specific characteristics of healthy transforming congregations. Um, and so that one of those characteristics that I want to focus on today is curiosity. Curiosity. It killed the cat, but I mean, let's just see. This is not in my notes. How many dog people are there in the congregation? All right. And how many cat people are there in the... See, we're an inclusive congregation. We accept people of all um, pet, pet types. Okay, um, I'm definitely a dog person. I'm allergic to cats, so uh, it's just a no-brainer for me. Um, curiosity can be a negative thing. It can lead us into trouble. It contributed to the fall of humankind. Adam and Eve were curious, and boom, the rest of us are doomed forever. Um, it can contribute to temptations in our lives. Uh, it can mess us up, it can lead us into sin, but curiosity can be a healthy thing, and I truly believe that it can uh, help a church and a congregation become uh, more healthy. So let's dig into this a little bit. Curiosity can deepen our relationship with God and with Jesus Christ. In fact, when we lose our curiosity, I think our relationship becomes a bit boring. And that's true not just with the divine, it's true with our friends, our relationships. Um, I used to sit on the Committee on Preparation for Ministry of this presbytery, and uh, Rebecca Pritchard was uh, the pastor over at Tustin Presbyterian at that time, and she sat on the committee as well. And I loved the way we would have candidates coming in to interview about becoming pastors. And a lot of the people on the committee would be very, almost, um, attacking these candidates of, with questions and just 
because that's part of what you have to do. And if you want to be a pastor, you've got to be ready to answer questions. And, um, but Rebecca would always go, I'm curious about what you just said. Can you go a little bit further with that? And what I really appreciated about that was that it's, it kind of opens people up to talk more and helps you to listen more. And that curiosity builds and deepens the relationship. Now, how come we don't do that more with God? When we sit there and we read a passage and go, oh, okay, yeah, that was good. All right, I'm good for the day and go. Instead of like reading a passage and going, hmm, I'm curious about that. I'm curious about this word redemption. What does that actually mean? Um, I see it a lot in scripture and that curiosity drives us to further research. That passage that, um, that Scott read that uh, from first Peter that said, and the prophets um, did careful search and inquiry to, for, to understand their salvation and understand their faith. That's what we're supposed to be about in our own deepening of ourselves and our deepening of our understanding. Now, it's kind of a funny thing because sometimes pastors, they have this way of preparing a service and getting ready for a service and they put these scriptures together and, and they print the bulletins and everything's good to go. And then as they're going through the sermon and, and kind of fine-tuning it, all of a sudden this other scripture comes to their mind and they say, well, God, could have been good if you could have let me know that scripture a week ago? Because that would have been good to read that one. But let's just share the story. Early, very early in Jesus' ministry, shortly after he was um, baptized, he's meeting people and hasn't really called the disciples yet, but people are starting to follow him. And um, Philip meets Jesus and says, wow, this is great. What does Philip do? He runs off to his brother, Nathaniel, and says, Nathaniel, I've met this guy. He's preaching some intense stuff. Could he be the Messiah? Well, let's go and find out. There's that curiosity. Huh, what, what's going on over here? Let's check it out. Curiosity. Curiosity led people to follow Christ. And I think that that is a good thing. Uh, it can help us to meet Christ. It can help us to find out more about Christ, uh, help us to deepen our relationship with Christ. So um, curiosity is a good thing and healthy thing for us. Curiosity can deepen our relations. Let's take it a step further. Can deepen our relationships with one another. I mean, it's so easy for us to kind of go straight to the people we know and talk about the things that we agree on. And, um, you know, it's just that way. But curiosity leads us to other people that we don't know and starts to ask questions about people that we haven't ever asked. And, you, you know, conversation starters. Um, Xander and I, a few weeks ago, we went to a marriage ministry uh, um, seminar um, by the Smalley Institute. I don't know if you've, anybody's read any Gary Smalley. He's written several books on um, marriage. And uh, I think I might try and get their list, but they actually text out questions for couples to ask each other. Um, and they say they're kind of intense questions. Uh, but they're, they're trying to build the relationships. And, you know, sometimes we just kind of go, you know, what's the common question that you ask each other at the end of the day? How was your day, honey? And that's about it, you know? It was good, it was bad. And, um, you know, it's like asking uh, 
youth, adolescent son when he comes home from school. How was school? Fine. <laughs> right? It's very hard to get a conversation going. So um, some of these little uh, conversation starters, I thought that would be really great. But when we break out of our comfort zones and start asking questions, we learn more about people. And our relationships grow. And they deepen and they strengthen. And, and our community become stronger because of that. So allow your curiosity. Huh, I wonder why that person's like that. I wonder why they have paint on them. I wonder why um, they come to church running in at the last minute. I wonder why they leave church early. You know, Crystal, Crystal Lee, who's normally here, um, sings in the choir, she leaves right away from church. How many of you know why she leaves right away from church? One person. She takes Japanese. She's in a Japanese class on Sunday afternoons, and so she goes blazing out of here and um, goes to her Japanese class. She's from Taiwan. She speaks Chinese, she speaks English, now she wants to learn Japanese. There's something you know. That's to elicit some curiosity about each other. We got a really diverse group of people here. Let's learn about each other. And curiosity can open us up to the community. Um, I love this story about Moses. I mean, Moses has been out um, tending the flocks of his father-in-law, Jethro, for 40 years. He's been, uh, well, not for the whole 40 years, but he's been away from Egypt for 40 years. He's uh, married this woman. Her dad is, has a lot of sheep and goats, and so Moses is out tending to them. He takes them out towards this mountain of Horeb, and, and he sees a bush burning but it's not being consumed, it's not burning up, it's just continually burning. And curiosity got the better of him, right? And he said, gosh, I gotta figure out what this is about. We all do that, right? If we see smoke on a freeway, we're like, hmm, I wonder what's going on over there. If we see an accident on the side of the road, are you kind of like, huh, I wonder how bad it was, I wonder if they flipped the car, I wonder if this and that, right? We're all curious about things, and so Moses did that. And, and he met God. He met God, and God called him to go and talk to Pharaoh. And Moses was like, I can't talk to Pharaoh. Who, who am I to talk to Pharaoh? I don't, I, I don't speak well in public. I don't do these things. No, you're going. The Spirit of God will infill you. It will strengthen you. It will give you the power to do these things. Now, here's the thing that I wonder. Years later, when Moses is walking through the wilderness and his mouth is dry and his eyes are watering and the people behind him are grumbling and complaining, why'd you ever take us out of Egypt? We should have stayed there. At least we have food there, water, doggone it. You're such a bad leader. Can't you find the directions? We should be in Israel by now. And we're out here in the wilderness. We've been here for 38 years. Come on, what's going on? What's wrong with you? Do you ever think that Moses said, man, if only I just ignored that bush. If I just, there's a bush burning, no, no, never mind. I'm, 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 it's just trouble. The point is sometimes curiosity can get us into trouble, can get us into doing things that maybe we didn't want to, but God does. God has a plan for us. God wants us to be curious and look around us. I mean, I think one of the big problems, Paul, Scott, Orlando, um, Debbie, stand up. Come here. Paul, stand up. Oh, Paul's got a sore throat. This is terrible. Come over here. And circle up and face each other. A little closer. 
but not too close because Paul's got a sore throat. So this is sometimes the way I think people see the church. They're all kind of circled up and talking to each other and smiling at each other and, and looking at the pastor going, he is so weird that he would make us do this. Instead of turning around and now turn around and look out at everybody. Yeah, and they're waiting. <laughs> like, like the children's choir. Hi, mommy. Okay, you can have a seat. Thanks. I sometimes think that that's the way people see the church. We're all kind of insular. We're all looking at each other. We're all taking care of each other. And we never turn around and look at what's going on around us. And so sometimes, like at the pastor's Bible study, some of the people in the pastor's Bible study have been here at this church for 50 plus years. They've uh, been in Santa Ana, lived in Santa Ana for years and years and years. And so every six weeks or so, we go out and have lunch in downtown Santa Ana. You should see their eyes. Their eyes open up. Wow, look at these places. Wow, there's all these new restaurants. There's all kinds of new life down here in Santa Ana. What's going on? Curiosity. Suddenly they're seeing the community around the church differently than they thought. That's curiosity. That's healthy. That's getting them out into the community. I want to give props to Bobby Rooker. A couple years ago, uh, Dick Williams, our business manager, got a notice that we were going to start being taxed more because we were part of the downtown uh, DTSA Inc., downtown Santa Ana Incorporated. And um, Bobby, uh, Dick was like, uh-oh, this isn't in the budget. <laughs> we don't have money in the budget for this. And so he said, would you mind going to the meeting and find out more? That was a few years ago. Bobby went, but Bobby went to kind of help us not get the charged, and we ended up getting out of being charged for that, but she stayed. She continued to go to the meetings. Why? She was curious. She wanted to know what was going on in her city. She wanted to know what was going on downtown. She continued to go. There were two different groups meeting, um, kind of doing the same thing. And Bobby was the one that said, why do we have these two groups doing the same thing? Why don't we combine our efforts and work together to help build up downtown Santa Ana, DTSA. For those of you that don't know, DTSA is the, the little acronym that they're using to describe downtown Santa Ana. And suddenly Bobby's involved in that. And what's good about that? People in DTSA know about First Presbyterian Church because of her. So she's doing some work in downtown Santa Ana and it all started, why? She was curious. Now, is there times where she goes, gosh, I would rather not be here on a Thursday night or whatever night they have their meetings? Probably, much like Moses out in the wilderness. But she's doing the work of God, and God called her to do that. So curiosity can kill the cat, but it can help the church. Um, so for us, I want to encourage all of us to start looking around and be curious. What's going on? Betty Thompson likes to use the phrase, where's the energy? She likes to go where the energy is. When she sees things going on, she kind of goes, okay, I want to check this out, see what's going on over here, and find out where the energy is. We've had a lot of great programs at the church. Sometimes we have to let those programs die because we've lost, there's been a loss of interest in those programs. But that doesn't mean new programs can't start. People were curious about the children in Santa Ana 
and their test scores and recognizing they were having difficulties and so we have lots of tutoring programs that are going on. Um, morning Garden meets here uh, in the week, in the mornings. It's for um, low-income moms um, who don't have places to go to learn English, to work with their children. Uh, it's a great program that meets here um, during the week. So finding out what's, where the energy is, uh, that's healthy curiosity. Um, it's led us to some great ministry opportunities. Um, so I want to challenge all of us. Be curious. Look around. Be curious about God, about Jesus Christ, about your relationship with God. How can you deepen that relationship? Be curious about the people in our congregation. You may see people every week and you've never talked to them. Just walk up and say, hey, my name is so-and-so and I haven't met you yet. Tell me about yourself. Where are you from? Just to be curious, talk a little bit more and be curious about our community. Um, use that community for our advantage or use that curiosity to our advantage. And I honestly think that curiosity can be used in sharing the gospel. Just like Philip said to Nathaniel, hey, could this be? Rather than walking up and saying, you need Jesus Christ in your life. Be curious about them. So tell me about yourself. What, you know, people out in the community here, you might get talking and start saying, well, what do you do on Sundays? How do you, um, how do you believe in God? Just those curious questions can lead to great conversations. So be ready for that. Too many of us focus in, um, and outside people can't break in. And frankly, who wants to? <laughs> if we're all circled up, like uh, circled up the wagons. Um, but when people turn out, uh, when we allow our curiosity to help us to see new things around us, uh, it can lead us in new directions. So prayerfully, by the Holy Spirit, uh, allow God to do amazing things in and through us. Amen?